1: I'm going to be talking and cheering um, with Muzzy Muzzy Induna. So Muzzy is on my Nominee Down Mastermind. He's been absolutely smashing it recently in property and over the last few months. I'm going to be interviewing him all about um, what he's up to, what he's doing, what's working for him, what hasn't worked for him, um, mindset, etc., Any questions you have, anything you want to know, drop them in the comments box. So let's find out. Let's deep dive into Muzzy's, um, what he's up to at the moment. So good evening, Muzzy. How are things? Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. How are you, Kevin? Awesome. So glad you could join
0: us. So Muzzy, when did you first meet me? When did you first come to Progressive? It was actually on the 30th of June last year when I came for uh, multiple streams. Oh, so almost 12 months ago? Almost 12 months ago it was, yeah and
1: how what property experience had you at the time how many properties had you what
0: experience had you at the time oh zero properties before that um i had been to a couple of networking events training programs reading a couple of things but not much experience until i actually started properly at that point to be fair okay so you've read a few books had you bought your own home yeah, I was
1: living, to be fair, I was living my own home. Yeah, okay, bought you'd, bought, own home. you'd bought your own home. Cool. Had you bought no. any other investment properties? No. Nah. Had you done any sort of rent-to-rent, anything like that? No, nah, I didn't have
0: anything before then. Okay. Did you even know what rent-to-rent was? <laughs> in theory, I had heard about it, so I wanted to learn a bit more. Right. But I didn't really know much about it. Did you know what a lease option was? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So, you, you
1: came on t- you, you met me 30th of June last year. What did you decide to do? So, obviously, you, you heard me speak at a multiple streams of property income event at Progressive. What did you decide to do
0: then? So, at that point, I uh, decided to take on the um, three-day course that was after that. So, that's my nominee, um, my nominee down in mentoring training? Masterclass, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, and then, what? so I, I, when you did that, what, what, what month was it that you did that? That was in July. In July. And then you joined my mastermind program for ongoing support?
0: Yeah. When did you so join that? the mastermind I joined the Mastermind, um, I signed up in July, but until September. Yeah, I made you wait. Yeah, (laughs) there was was a waiting uh, list, but I didn't actually join the first one until mid-September. Okay, so
1: um, at the start, so what did you do in sort of between in 2019? So what did you do up to Christmas, deals-wise? Did you do any deals before Christmas?
0: Yes, yes, we did, yeah. Yeah. We did a seven-day No Money Down Challenge, which was in September, um, where we were pushed to do quite a lot of activities to go towards actually securing some deals. And from that, I managed to secure two deals. Okay, what were uh, they? Which were rent-to-rent for service accommodation, both of them.
1: Okay, cool. And so you got those deals up and running in September. Did you do anything else before Christmas?
0: Before Christmas, we secured another rent-to-HMO. Um, in okay. my local area so and um, three before
1: christmas yeah that was three before christmas yeah okay you still in your job still working i am indeed okay what would you say to people because i always say don't quit your job don't jump out of your plane and try and build your parachute as you fall and what would you say to people who are listening and thinking can i do this with a full-time job have i got time to do this with a full-time job and what would you say
0: to them so before I actually started going at it, I thought it was going to be next to impossible to do it whilst I'm doing my job. Um, the amount of work that's required, it is difficult, but it's a simple process. It is doable. Even with your job at the same time. Okay. Um, I managed to get that done. It's it's that we did the seven day challenge. That's when I realized that its it's just a case of utilizing your time a little bit better. Now I can appreciate some people work some crazy hours, but then with what I did, I probably used two or three hours of my day each of the days to, to push on this challenge. And within a week, we managed to secure two deals. Cool. Now, um, a question's just come in from, my, well,
1: Jane saying, first of all, missed your program yesterday. That's mine because I did an online training. Hope it went well. My hair fib was too much. So look forward to all the extras that Andrew Gardner mentioned. I have no idea what Andrew Gardner mentioned to you or what the extras <laughs> are. So it'd be cool if you let me know. I have no bloody idea. Um, But Marsha is saying, what area, what's your local area, please? So before you answer the question, Muzzy, and Marsha's asking, what's your local area? Now, I know why Marsha's asked that question. I feel I know, because a lot of people in the community think, wow, Muzzy's done these three deals. By the way, that was just before the end of 2019. No experience whatsoever, started in September, right? And then, well, July to September, then the three deals done by Christmas. Andrew's even saying what extras? Exactly. So um, but so Marsha's saying what area? Because a lot of people think this is great for Muzzy. It must only work in his area. I need to go to Muzzy's area. The most important thing I need to learn tonight is what area Muzzy is in. Marsha, what you need to learn tonight is you need to realize that this works in every area. Muzzy on the mastermind. How is there people from all over the country doing creative deals? Absolutely
0: anywhere and everywhere.
1: Everywhere and anywhere, everywhere. Marcia, there's only one place that this doesn't work right. And that's in your head. Stop worrying about where Muzzy's doing it and learn how to do it where you are. His area is completely irrelevant. His area is absolutely irrelevant. The thing that matters is knowing what he's doing and replicating it in your area. Three deals
0: before Christmas, after Christmas, what have you done since? So what have you done up till now? So up until now, um, after the Mastermind, I, I associated myself with some really crazy, hardworking people to try to keep up to what they're doing. Where did you meet so, them? Uh, <laughs> at the Mastermind. <laughs> so um, I, I know I know Conrad is watching and he's definitely one of them. So, um, so... Got myself associated with these guys. We started really pushing ourselves. Um, the No Money Down Mastermind Challenge, the seven day one, was like a tip of the iceberg. It was a case of, OK, this has just shown us what we're capable of. Now we'll take it from there and start pushing forward. Um, and since then, we've taken on quite a few more rent to rent deals. Um, I think in February, we took on a, um, a, a service accommodation in my area together with uh, with Conrad. And uh, March, everything kind of changed. So at that point, things kind of kicked off. But surprisingly enough, when we expected to slow down, uh, we, found, we, we found different ways to advertise ourselves. And the demand actually increased more so than what it was before. It sounds very easy, OK? So just share with people, um, was
1: it always easy? Or did you face challenges? Loads of challenges.
0: Okay, loads well, and loads of challenges.
1: Did you always believe it was possible, or did your brain tell you a few times that you, you know, this isn't possible or this isn't working?
0: Did you want to quit, etc.? cetera? because this that is really important. The, mm-hmm. That that, to be honest with you, was the most difficult part: convincing myself that it's possible, especially for me. Um, I had seen quite a few people do it, and and I believed that it was possible, but not necessarily for me. Convincing myself that I could do it was the most difficult part. And up until I got that first deal, I thought, okay, so this is actually doable, even for myself. So um, that was a changer for me then. It, it, it just started accelerating from then on. Okay, I'm liking Jane C-
1: C- Jane Cookney. Is that right? Hey, I'm Irish, I can't, English is my second language. <laughs> Double your income, McDonald's Mondays, Midweek McDonald, I've not heard that before, that'll do. <laughs> We're going to call it Midweek McDonald from now on, thanks to Jane. So, every Midweek McDonald, we'll do this every single, every single Wednesday evening, Midweek McDonald. Muzzy, you said that you found new ways to find tenants and stuff and fill your rooms in March. Do you want to actually be honest with everyone in the community and tell them what you did in March, and who you rang and what you did on
0: the phone? Um, <laughs> we panicked. Yeah, we panicked. We weren't getting tenants and um the the conventional way of advertising your property is just putting it online, open rent and uh we weren't getting anything. So um we panicked and we decided to ring you and um we begged for assistance and you just highlighted the simplest you, things ever. You're leaving a lot out here, Muzzy. So what really happened to everyone is he rang me up
1: going, Oh my God, oh my God, I'm in the shit. Oh my God, what did we do? Oh my God, we tried everything. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, what did we do? Oh, the world's shit. The world's ended. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He was crying. He was crying like, a, like my three-year-old son. He was crying on the phone like my three-year-old son. He was chucking his toys everywhere. There was toys flying all over the place. They were going everywhere. You shouldn't be laughing, Conrad. You were chucking your toys everywhere as well. <laughs> anyway,
0: so carry on. I just yeah. wanted to share that. Um, we, we, we highlighted in a civil manner how difficult things were. And then um, we, um, you, you highlighted some really simple things that at, at the end of the conversation, we just both thought, well, why didn't we think of that? So we started doing the simple things like highlighting, oh, oh advertising our property in local markets um, making sure that each of our properties has a sign on it to show that we are looking for properties or looking for for tenants and that's just turned everything around and we started getting direct calls and uh before long we actually managed to to um fully occupy our hmos okay so you and i've said right from the start of
1: lockdown protect the downside protect what you've currently got and then scale so, yeah. have you sat back? So you, pan, you were panicking in March. You were trying to get everything you had already secured full. Make sure that you're mm-hmm. protecting the business. Did you have you now sat back, put your hand, sat on your hands, and went, "Okay, let's stop. Q, that was lucky. Let's stop. Let's move on. Let's um wait a few years, move on." Or what have you done since March?
0: Oh no, oh no. Once we managed to get that downside protected. That was it. It was um, an opportunity to leap onto the next level. So that was for the HMOs. We we managed to get that uh, fully occupied. And then we started looking at what we can do to advertise the service accommodations. So we did crazy things like driving around local hotels, writing down names of all the contractors that are parked outside. And uh, we were cold calling hotels that were starting to shut down at the start of the lockdown and letting them know that we've got properties. And then soon there was a shift where initially we were chasing for guests and then guests started chasing us. And then at that point we thought, okay, we were initially just trying to protect our downside, but now we've got really high demand. It only makes sense to actually start taking on more units. So at a a point where quite a lot of people were letting go of their units, we were taking them on. So we've actually taken on more units. How important was mindset in that? Absolutely detrimental detrimental or fundamental yeah detrimental I've...
1: detrimental initially and then fundamental afterwards i guess is what you mean english is my
0: second language kevin
1: <laughs> you got two people online that can't speak english <laughs> so your your mindset at the start of lockdown was detrimental yeah but the mindset shift how did you go from the detrimental mindset to the fundamental mindset
0: how did it shift for me it
2: was if you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap but you just don't know how to do it then building an airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for right now in the uk zero risk and almost unlimited potential sound good welcome to the airbnb consultant contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started
0: um continuous contact with people that have a bit of a positive mindset now it, that was a difficult thing finding people that are staying positive in a uh, in a in a time where everything is screaming. It's not gonna work. It's difficult times. Put everything down and forget business. Um, so finding those people and pushing each other forward to to face a challenge and think, okay, how do I get around it? How do we work through it? And that was really, really important. And it, it, it worked out for us. We started finding different things and talking to people like yourself to come up with different ideas of how to mm-hmm. sort of like persevere through when the standard things that we knew didn't quite work. anymore. It's very easy. You know, it's very easy to listen
1: to the news to. Bad news cells, guys. Bad news selves, And you're watching the newspaper. You're reading the Sky News. You're looking every hour. By the way, they didn't have that much bad news. They were repeating the same bad news every single yeah. hour on TV. And it's very easy to get dragged into that and go, the world's ending, better not do anything, batten down the hatches, stay in everything. But actually, you've got to step away from that and go, okay, I'm a business owner, this is a business. What can I do today to protect the downside, protect my current business and scale the business? So mm. you're doing it, you've are you done obviously some deals with Conrad, your JV partner, where did you meet Conrad?
0: I met Conrad on the Mastermind. Right, so on No Money um, Down. On the No Money Down Mastermind. Did you choose, um, um, Conrad's watching,
1: so, just be careful what you say. I'm kidding. Did you choose the first
0: person you met
1: at Mastermind, or why did you choose to work with Conrad?
0: Oh, no. I got to meet quite a lot of people on the Mastermind, some really great people on that Mastermind, actually. Um, me and Conrad clicked uh, more to do with his location, where he lived. We got to speak a little bit more. We met again at a PPN in our local area, and I got to know him a little bit more. got to know his family, and it just, it just worked for us. Did you become a business partner with
1: him in the first five minutes? Did you jump into bed with him? No,
0: no, 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 no. not straight away.
1: Not straight away. Mm. Um, so but the business partnership is, is we will come on to how, how that's helped you and helped both of you. But obviously you've chosen for the right area. So if, what sort of characteristics were you looking for in him? What were the things that, that you liked about
0: trying to work with him? To be honest with you, initially, um, I wasn't looking for a JV partner. Um, it it just sort of happened, but what I, what I saw in him is, is the fact that he also was determined to push himself forward from where he was. Um, he absolutely had this fire about him and I thought I've got that too. And I need to be sticking to people like him who will not allow me. To say, um, I'm not feeling like it today. Mm. I, I can't call Conrad now and say, I haven't managed to do that because I just didn't feel like it. He will eat me alive. But I, you kind of need people like that. So a lot of people I see, they go look for a JV
1: partner that's um, somebody that was a lifelong friend or a JV partner that they go after them just because they've got a lot of money. So they're looking for somebody with money. You, you clearly, right? You didn't pick Conrad because he's got a lot of money he will be he will by the way have a lot of money but you so both of you were at the start of your journey both of you were starting out with you know jobs very little money no savings etc so two people in the same sort of position chose to work to each other together um why did you not look for somebody just with a lot of money why did you choose somebody was it what was the most important thing to you in your jb
0: for me it's it's the clicking it's something where you you feel If something were to go wrong I can still work with this person and we can work things out Um, it wouldn't have mattered if Conrad had loads of money or he had nothing whatsoever it's just a connection that you have because you want to be able to to celebrate well with the person if things are going well and when things are going well anyone can be a JV partner but if things are not going so well you want someone who you can look in the eye and say this is what went wrong how are we were going to fix it?
1: So what would you say to somebody who's in the community watching it in, and in, in, who are thinking, um, I've, got, I, I've got no money, I've got the drive, I've got no money, but I want somebody to work with, um, but I don't have the money and because I don't have the money, I can't do anything. What would you say to them?
0: I've, I've learned now in the short journey that I've had now that um, as much as I thought initially that money is what I needed to move forward, it really isn't. And, and money, money is just there. And if you actually portray yourself in your strengths, your personality, it will chase you, it will come to you. And it's not a case of don't, don't look for someone who has money as, as your main point, because you're going to struggle to find the right people. And also don't chase the dollar.
1: Mm.
0: What have I always said? Right from the first time I met you, don't chase the money.
1: The money will find you will find you absolutely. Um, you've not just done rent to rent now, have you? Oh, no, no, it was, it was because hold on for a second. Bankers. Because I teach rent to rent for progressive and I also teach the no money down strategy. So lease options, mm-hmm. assisted sales, exchange delayed completions, um, raising money, joint venture finance, um, joint ventures. So how to find a good JV partner, how to do JVs, how to structure JVs and how to raise yeah. money. But there are loads of different strategies, tenant buyers, And what happens sometimes is people come on my training and they go through all of their strategies and then they go rent to rent and they forget about the lease options and all the other stuff. Uh, So did you do any of the other strategies in your first six months? Oh, no. (laughs) No, apart from JV, which it was after
0: six months when you got JV with Conrad. So what have you Uh. done since lockdown? What have you been looking at since lockdown? i've got some exciting stuff that i've, I've gotten myself involved in because for me the strategy was get started in the rent to rent and create the cash flow to eventually start purchasing my properties later on that was always the plan and then um the more i started speaking to people like yourself and seeing how things can work i shortened that trip so we're currently in the process of purchasing our very first BTL. so just the, just
1: BTL. that is that a sandwich <laughs> our first buy to let oh right b i thought blt is a sandwich sorry so your very first buy to let so you're now buying property
0: now buying property okay. yeah. did you
1: have money to buy a house last june with a deposit <laughs> absolutely not when did you put the offer in on this buy to let so i put the off- i put the offer in last week actually Okay, and when you put the offer in last week, did you have the deposit money to buy the buy-to-let? No. (laughs) How much of your own money are you putting into the buy-to-let? A big fat zero. So you're doing a no money down buy-to-let?
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But no money down is not possible, right? I mean, you need money.
0: (laughs) I know. None of my money whatsoever. Um, I don't even know where the confidence comes from, but I, I confidently made an offer uh, which was below market value and at that time I knew for a fact I didn't have money in my account but I have learned now that the money doesn't have to be in my account the money just has to be there somewhere and
1: I always say the money's in the room there's, there's people joint venturing lending money there's pe- people have got pension pots just within our nominee Down community just within the, the mastermind room did you have to go f- far for the money or was the money in
0: the room? oh no at all, actually. The money was really close by. Okay. Really close by within the room, yeah. Next question. So that's your buy to let
1: in the bag. No money down. For everyone who says it's impossible, nobody had lend you money, etc. 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 You've done a no money down deal. No money down for anyone who's listening, right? Is none of your own money. Okay. Money is always needed. Money's always needed. You'll hear the naysayer going, no money down, you can't do no money down, right? Anyone who's ever bought 50, 60, 70 houses, they did not do it with money that they earned in a job, exchanging time for money, saving up a deposit. And if you're listening to this right now and your plan to build your portfolio is exchange time for money in a job, you're gonna run out of life before you ever leave that job or before you ever build enough portfolio. Hopefully you'll get some retirement, but you won't be retired before 65. You need to be using other people's money. There's money in the community, there's money in the world, there's more money in the world today than there's ever been. You need to know how to access it. You need to present yourself to access it. It is critical that you change your mindset about you have to save up a deposit to buy a house. You're denying yourself success. You're denying yourself the chance to change your life because you won't change that mindset right up here in your head that you can do this right through none of your own money, other people's money, and it doesn't have to be a jv partner either joint ventures is not the only way it doesn't have to be a money loan the money could be the homeowner's. it could be the owner of the house could fund the deal vendor finance that's a no money down strategy that we teach on the training right but it doesn't have to just be no money down with the owner's money what about the owner's mortgage you could use the owner's mortgage as well to buy their property so there's different ways you can do this. And we'll touch on that in a minute with, Con- with, with Muzzy and what he, else he's working on and whether he's doing it all with Conrad or whether they're doing separate stuff and all that sort of thing. But you, you have to start backing yourself and stop listening to these naysayers who say, you can't do no money down, you can't do property. But right? the reality is anyone who's got 40, 50, 60 plus houses, but right? anyone who's got more than 10 houses have used creative strategies to get there because saving up deposits in a job is too slow. And maybe, maybe, the great the thing about no money down, it's creative investing. It is not a strategy. Lease options is not a strategy. Rent to rent is not a strategy. It is the tool to deliver the strategy. So Muzzy mentioned his first single let. He's done it, no money down. He's mentioned serviced accommodation. He's done them, no money down, rent to rents. He's mentioned HMOs. How did you do your HMOs? Rent to rent, no money down, okay? Here's the key, if you're watching this, if you're in the community and you want to do single lets, if you want to do HMOs, if you want to do serviced accommodation, if you want to do commercial, if you want to buy a piece of land, if you want to build a house, whatever you want to do, the thing is you know what you want. Your problem is you don't have the money to do it, or you don't have the money to do enough of them to get you out of your job. The strategy is the single let, the HMO, the SA, the commercial, the tool, to deliver the strategy is the lease option, the the to, to rent the vendor finance, the assisted sale, the exchange delayed completion, etc. You need the tools to deliver what you want to do. What else have you done, Muzzy, in the last few weeks? So you got your first buy-to-let using none of your own
0: money. What else have you secured? I have got my very first lease option as well. Yes! So... You got your very first lease
1: option. How much yeah. is that property costing you up front? How much money do you have to put in today?
0: So up front, um, and bear in mind, this is none of my own money either. Up front, it's going to require about eight grand. Okay, eight uh-huh. grand. So but what that is- eight grand is actually coming from the purchase price. So they've requested to have some money up front, which is just going to be taken off the purchase okay, price. Okay, so the eight grand's coming off the purchase price. Okay. And how have you raised the eight grand? Uh, through joint ventures as well. And actually speaking to the community, I've managed to raise the funds from that. Okay. So how much mo- what's the purchase price for the house? The future purchase price? Because you're going to buy it. The- when are you buying it,
1: by yeah. the way? I'm buying it in three years. So you're securing one. the right to buy today. You're agreeing the purchase price today and you're completing uh-huh. the purchase in three years' time. Correct. Okay. And what is the purchase price you'll pay in three years? That's going to be
0: 110,000.
1: So 110 grand. Yeah. And you're putting 8,000 down to secure a 110 grand house.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: And if you were buying it with a 25% deposit, you would need minimum... 28, 29 grand plus plus yeah. and legal costs so you'd be at 32, 33 grand so you're securing mm-hmm. it for about a quarter of what you would otherwise have to do on the traditional purchase method correct but nobody would give you a lease option I mean why on earth would somebody allow you to do that with their property what's the story behind the sales because I always say to exactly. people you're not buying a house you're doing what when you secured the creative deal? You're not buying a house, Muzzy. What are you doing? Do you remember what I said?
0: You're solving a problem.
1: You're solving a problem.
0: You're yeah. solving someone else's problem. So what was their problem? So their problem was this couple is divorcing. They're looking to just get rid of the property. They don't want anything tied up between the two of them anymore. Um, so I, I got to listen to what was going on. They said look at, they're looking to sell the property for 110. They know that the property is worth maybe one two five, uh, but they just want to sell it quickly. So I started speaking to them a little bit more and listening, not hearing what they're saying, but listening to the story behind it. So what I picked up was the mortgage was about ninety four k left, and they were looking; they were hoping to just split at least five k between them and and walk away from it. So after speaking to them and the state of the property, I told them that look. If I were to make an offer, it's going to have to be as low as 95. It's not going to make any sense because the property is run down. And it looks like that was the case even from the previous viewings. People kept offering really low um, offers. So I said, I've got two offers for you. You can either take the the cash purchase of 95 or I could do something different that will give you more money um, at the end of it. We could I could give you the money that you need now, maybe four thousand pounds each to walk away. And then i can buy it in the future when we've actually dropped the mortgage a bit more and purchase it at the purchase price that you're asking for now and you actually get a lot more from it that's really creative did you come Mm. up with that yourself how did you learn how to do that i'm an absolute genius i learned it from the course
1: (laughs) this time 12 months ago i hadn't even met you how does it feel (laughs) within 12 months to get to three and a half grand a month Plus, it's crazy. Thirty-eight k on another deal, and we haven't even spoke about the numbers yet on the purchase.
0: It is absolutely crazy. I can't believe it. Sometimes I have to kind of pinch myself, but it, it's it's actually happening.
1: You um, know, when because I just stand and I just say to people, look at with no experience whatsoever, you can you can replace your income within six to twelve months. And I I was on an online coaching last night, and I had somebody on the coaching write a comment saying, um, "This is crazy." there's people with no experience investing into this it's
0: you they shouldn't be what would you say to that person well the, the experience builds don't it <laughs> so at that point when we actually go in um with no experience you don't understand anything once you understand the concept and you actually follow the steps uh the, the stuff that we're taught the experience starts building at that point that's where you've got the experience and it, it, it works I've, I'm living proof. It's happening. It works. Okay. Now, for anyone listening that's probably thinking, wow,
1: Muzzy's done really well. Everything's gone great for Muzzy. Um, Don't talk about the single let-by-to-let yet, because I want to cover that separately, that
0: that (laughs) mess up.
1: But can you tell, what would be your sort of top three total screw-ups in the last few months?
0: (sighs) Top three. Um, The first one that comes up in my head every time I think about it is my first conversation with agents. Um, right. How did that go? I was, <laughs> I was a hella nervous and um, I didn't even need to say anything to anyone. I think they could see it, they could sense it. And um, the horrible person on the other side of the desk absolutely loved it. So they started using and started asking me questions that they knew answers to, but they just wanted to terrify me. So that was absolutely horrible. I walked out of there thinking, is this really what i want to be doing so that that was a complete cock up but the good thing is from what you had said uh go make your mistakes away from your investment area so that was the good thing where I, i i did that away from where i actually want to invest from and then after i got some confidence i got back you know i tell everybody muzzy i always say to people
2: right
1: from the first time i meet them go do 10 viewings with latin agents or estate agents outside of your area in another town and yet for whatever reason a number of people still go to their most important agent in on their own high street as the first ever agent they've spoken to and i've told them over and over and over again you gotta practice you're not a professional yet what would you you say it, how critical was it was it that you made that mistake out of town
0: i was absolutely important because after i walked out of that i I sort of like promised myself I would never, ever walk back into that agent again. And if that was the agent that I needed, I would have struggled forever. So I thought it's a good thing it's far away. I don't need to see them ever again. First impressions last. They do last. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, that, that was your major cock
1: up. When that went so bad, right? I know people as well. And this, I want to help people in the mindset as much as possible. I know people in this community that would walk into an agency like that, completely screw it up like you did, be made a fool of by the agent, because the agent's just some person, nicest possible way, that just (laughs) enjoys making fun out of someone else. And their confidence is completely battered, right? They feel, shit, that was terrible. I can't do this. I'm never speaking to another agent again. This doesn't work. That Irish guy, he doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. What made you, after you walked out of that agency, having been beaten up by the agent, what made you go into another one?
0: For me, it was understanding why I started um, in the beginning, why I was actually doing it. Um, I, I think... I've, I've said to a few people, it's really important that you understand why you're doing it. Because you're going to face so many challenges that are going to beat you up. And you need that reason to keep reminding you to get back in and, and, and go for it. Mm. Okay. Um, what was the hardest deal you ever did? The very first one. First one. I, I that say. first to, one freaked me out. <laughs> I
1: always say to everybody... The hardest deal that you will ever do is the first one. Once you've done the first one, your mind says, that was easy. And by the way, all you gotta do then is repeat what you've just done. You repeat the yeah. process. It's like going to work the first day you ever went. Do you know what you need to do day two? Just go back to the same building. It's The same exactly. thing. Andrew Butt is just saying, Andrew Bat, I called you Butt. Andrew, sorry. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. Andrew is saying, go back to that agent today and answer all the difficult questions good one <laughs> is asking a question how did you structure your day whilst working
0: so um for me um i always came back home round about half two in the afternoon because i work shift so i started at six o'clock finished about quarter past two i'd be home maybe half two quarter to three and at that point i knew i had probably from about three o'clock till five o'clock to speak to agents because that's the only time that they're open so i prioritized that time to just focus on calling agents or actually visiting them so those are my two hours a day that i had for the whole week monday to friday to just focus on that and those two hours alone in the whole day were enough were absolutely enough and then organize my viewings for the weekends so all the calls in the week, set up my viewings, and then I'll do a bulk viewing list of five or six properties on the weekend.
1: So you gave us the first one, the agents. Don't think I forgot. I want to share what you did wrong. What would you say <laughs> your second biggest mess up was?
0: <laughs> okay. So um, the other mistake that we made, uh, we secured a property for service accommodation, and it was a flat uh, which had a lease management agreement, and we never actually tried to find out what was allowed and what wasn't allowed in this. <laughs> and um, we we had to lose that one because the the, the management agreement said that we're not allowed short term and We were running it as a service accommodation.
1: A lot of people that mentor people, I, I was mentored years ago, and and well, not, not that many years ago, a few years ago, and um, I still have mentors. But my initial mentor, I used to have to. Um, you know, speak to their PA, book in a call in four days' time, and it was a set amount of time, etc. cetera. Um, obviously, I'm your mentor on the Mastermind. We've got other mentors on there as well. How, if you need to speak to me, if you need a call with me, if you need to chat to me, um, how accessible
0: is it? It's pretty easy. I still don't actually know how you do it, but it's pretty easy. Um... In many cases, uh, you respond to me pretty quickly on a text message or we can just sort out a time that we can talk and we, we speak really sharply. Um, I remember there's a time that I, I went to pitch my very first pitch for a lease option and it was something that was going to happen within a couple of days and I spoke to you and you said, um, as soon as you get there just let them know if you need to get, be on the phone and you made yourself available so you can just clarify a few things for me so i became so. your business partner on business the phone partner. if you needed yeah. to speak to your business partner
1: because it was what happens sometimes guys is you go into a house to speak to a vendor and you might have a deal you see you have the deal in the hand but you don't know what to do to make it a deal you're sitting there on the sofa and you, can, you go, shit, I've no idea how to answer that question. Shit, I don't know what to do. And you go, um, can I just have a moment to pop outside? I need to ask my business partner. I need a quick call with my business partner. You, you, you run outside, you ring me up and you go, uh, what do I say? What do I say? Calm down. This is what you say. Go back in. Get it done. So
0: don't forget, Muzzy. Number three, what was your third absolute mess up? I lost the deal because I didn't respond quick enough to um one of the the direct vendors um it, it was a, a a potential really good rent to rent that we had in a different area that was actually generated from uh leaflets as well uh just didn't respond quick enough by the time i got back they they had found someone else so it was a lessons learned for me to just respond quickly whenever i get a response so the quick and the dead the quick and the dead the quick and the dead you've got to move fast
1: on this stuff yeah. Um yeah it, one of the things we beat into people is to not be a procrastinator and also not be a positive procrastinator, which is making yourself feel busy, but never do anything that actually makes you any money, like doing a viewing. The focus has got to be on viewing. What would you yeah. say just before we go, what would you say to everyone who's thinking about getting into property, who's thinking maybe people that are in the community and they've had a few challenges, they've struggled a little bit, they've, they've, um, not move forward on their journey. Maybe they've not got resources as quick as they had hoped. Um, what would you say just as a final thought to people about um, can they do it? Should they keep going, et cetera?
0: Yeah. Um, from my experience so far, and like I said, I've only just started this properly last year um, June time. There are challenges, and some of you guys may already have faced challenges worse than mine, but the only way you're going to fail is if you stop. Um, you have to keep going. I think it's one of the things that I I learned the most, that property is a forgiving business. You need to just keep going. You will face those challenges, but just keep going. If you're struggling on your own, connect with people that are doing it, connect with people that are struggling uh, and, and going through the same struggles, really. And that's the purpose of the community. Just identify the people that you feel will be able to help you and just keep going. Just keep going. It will work. Here's what I'd like to say. So I got to know you in the last year. I met you a
1: year ago and didn't know you at all. You sat at the multiple streams. You came back to another event. You brought your wife. She sat there and I know she was thinking, oh my God, what's he done investing with this crazy Irish dude? He's <laughs> screaming at us, etc." Um, but she's lovely too. <laughs> even, even though I could see those eyes going, who is this person? She's um, watching. <laughs> I know, I know. I love her too. But... Um, I'm really proud of what you've done for the last 12 months because here's what you've done. Many people come and they believe it's not possible. Many people come and believe it's possible but don't do the actions. Many people come and they believe it's possible and they do some actions but they don't do everything you tell them to do. Here's the thing about you. You show up and you just implement what you're told to do. You don't second guess it. You don't go, oh, that'll never work in my area. You just implement the actions. And success comes to people who follow a system, who follow what they're told to do, and who back the system, back themselves, believe in themselves, and just move forward with basically blind belief. Mm -hmm. But in the smart way as well. So safely, slowly. It's not a race, it's a journey like I always say. So, Musi, if I had a hat, hat, hats off to you because... You're an absolute star. I love working with you. I love supporting you. And I've, I've absolutely loved your journey in the last 12 months and watching you develop from somebody who didn't know anything about property into somebody who's actually now a, a property star uh, and somebody who's going to just do some amazing stuff over the coming years because that is about the coming years. And um, yeah, just go smash it. Keep smashing it. And for Very everyone gentle. else, follow the system. Follow, follow what you're doing. Back yourself, believe in yourself. McDonald Monday, No Money Down Monday. I'm going to be cheering content, taking all of your questions. Any questions you have, write them down between now and next Monday. This is the Double Your Income Challenge. Hashtag Double your Income. Hashtag Double your Income. Again, Conrad. Hashtag Go Conrad. Hashtag Quit Your Job Race. If you want to get involved, get the hashtags in. Let me know you're in it. Let Conrad know you're in it. Let's push each other to success. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I'll see you on Monday. Conrad, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be back next Wednesday as well at 7.30 interviewing another No Money Down star. I've been Kevin MacDonald. He's been Muzzy and Duna. You've been absolutely (laughs) awesome tonight.